Welcome to Daybreak with Ted Tibbet and Michael Paul. If you have a comment, you can call us now at 261-0898 or pound 981 on any ceasefire device. Our email is newsradiomornings at gmail.com. Good morning. It is 7.16 as the music fades. The crowd is starting to rumble, and I think they're saying, Velvet, Velvet, Velvet. They are ready. Good morning, Gene Valentino. How are you? Rob, fine. The velvet hammer usually slips in the back door to avoid the crowd. I'm coming. I'm banging through the front door. I got a lot to share, Michael, and I don't know where to begin. Can you cut me some slack and let me run? Yeah, you, you can go ahead. I mean, we got uh, the president wants to get rid of our guns. Uh, he wants to, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 the economy is going to hell in a handbasket. I mean, where do you start? With the concept called the Overton Window. Joseph Overton, uh, uh, a uh, political scientist, libertarian, from the Mackinac Center of Public Policy, uh, came up with this concept called the Overton Window, and it describes some of the points you just mentioned. It it describes a lot of points, including the point you just mentioned. And uh, I'd like to run with a few of these points, because when I think the people hear what this Overton Window is all about, they're going to be able to put this uh, elitist nonsense in place And the majority, which is over 80% of America, who are not these elitists, best take back this nation come the November election. Let me start with a young lady I had the privilege of meeting just yesterday. Her name is Jordan Carr, and um, she's running for state representative over here in uh, Florida, but she has uh, taken me right off my seat when I come to realize she's an honorable military veteran, Jordan and her husband. But the difference is her husband's still serving and Jordan's just been kicked out of the military because of the elitist snobbery uh, over at Hurlburt Field in the panhandle that pushed her out. Why? Because she wouldn't take the jab. That's the over... This is outrageous. The poor woman's been on Steve Bannon's podcast and several other national podcasts, and she is becoming a national figure overnight, whether she wins as state representative. I think she's overqualified to be a state representative. She should be going for U.S. Congress. But that's another topic for another day. Here's the point. How could a minority global elite force unpopular policies down the majority's throat. One strategy is to put generally accepted principles, this Overton window I've been talking about, on the defensive by challenging them with extreme proposals. People will accept the rules they don't like in order to avoid something worse. Let me give you about seven examples I wrote down. For example, people might voluntarily take questionable injections in order to avoid quarantines and lockdowns. That's what happened to Jordan. They might voluntarily surrender large caliber 
firearms to avoid the full confiscation, which is what you just alluded to. They might voluntarily accept a police state monitoring and restrictions to stop massive crime activity. People might even voluntarily uh, buy expensive electric cars to avoid paying $10 a gallon. Just this morning, the new number is $4.76 a gallon, up five cents from last night. We're beginning to accept this insanity as the norm. They might voluntarily eat insects to avoid skyrocketing grocery bills. Wait, wait, wait. Might hold, voluntarily... on. hold on, wait a minute. That's too much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it might, it's too much for you, but these extreme, these extreme things are just driving us crazy, aren't they? Volunt they might uh, uh, voluntarily work for pennies. Uh, to avoid illegal uh, migrants taking uh, away our livelihoods. And finally, just one I've written down. They might voluntarily pay extra carbon taxes in order to live, work, and do business. This is outrageous. This is the swing in the pendulum. But in order to push this extreme policy in a good economy, you need what? You need an emergency. Unfortunately for the elite, this 20% elitist minority, America was doing very well under Donald Trump, and Trump didn't push such extreme positions, did he? Because he didn't have to. Yeah. Unlike most elite interests, they, he, he was uh, on the public's uh, side, the general public side. And Trump advocated what? For the actual Overton window, because Trump's policies were working. And people were on track to reelect him in a landslide. And what's that called? It's called a democracy. This is where the current situation departs from the Overton window. And the Overton window assumes a democracy where interest groups must sway public opinion. But those interests figured out during the Trump administration that this was impossible. What happened to we the people? We the people do not want what they're selling. No. Rules for us. Rules for us, Michael. And corrupt exceptions for them. I got a four-letter word for that to describe it. But the heck with them. And as a result, the elite, this elite few were forced to steal the 2020 election and instill the Biden puppet government to enact their plans. Shame on us for allowing that to happen. And now we're being called upon to rise up to pre pre prevent the continued bombarding of this extreme policy, all these policies being forced on us all at once. They include the COVID restrictions, the unusual number of mass shootings that draw attention to gun control, mass foreign illegal immigrant invasion, and I referred it to it differently in the past interviews as mass formation psychosis, psychosis, extreme social positions, you know, like the critical race theory fostered on, uh, to disunify an, uh, an unsustainable inflation, and energy prices, 
and the extreme provocation of nuclear-capable Russia. So what is the end game? What's the rush? It doesn't appear to be the public's opinion they're concerned about shifting. Otherwise, they would have resumed energy drilling in the United States. More likely, yeah. it's the few vestiges, Michael, of the democratic system that they are showing to be so un, uh, so corrupted. We still need to convince officials, judges, administrators, uh, etc. The rest of D.C. and at the state and local levels as well, and perhaps the military, of certain measures that will need to be in place before they take it all. One historical truism is the people stand up for themselves. All political isms eventually deteriorate, and this is the key thing. All these isms eventually deteriorate into feudalism. A few people at the end of the day owning everything and everybody else will live hand-to-mouth in slavery or poverty. So, in conclusion, this, the establishment is currently driving this country and the world towards the ownership of everything into the powerful hands of the select few, the antithesis of what our democracy is all about. We the people, we the many running things. And uh, this Jordan uh, Carr, who uh, got thrown out of the United uh, States military for refusing to take the jab, is now in federal lawsuits with Washington, D.C. attorneys coming to her defense, her, her defense to defend the, her right not to have taken the jab. This is going nationwide. United we stand, Michael. Divided we fall. Uh, we the people. It's time we stand up and help the many, not the select few, and get a Republican government back in place, not because they're perfect, by the way. I got a lot of issues with certain Republican elitists as well. But to just shift the tide to get some amendments to our Constitution at the local, state, and federal level to get rid of this critical mass BS and reestablish the true view through the true Overton window. That's it. The Velvet Hammer has spoken. <laughs> I'm done. I am, I'm sorry I took control of the microphone. I love you, brother. Thank you for letting me do it. Yeah, no. Hey, look, we, we appreciate what you have to say. We always are interested. But, you know, talking about what you just said, you know, there's this sort of creep this uh, this creeping uh normality in other words everything we look at today we go how the hell did we get where we are but it's just little by little these politicians continue to throw out radical and unthinkable things until all of a sudden they keep saying it just like joe biden who continues with every breath to talk about how the second amendment is not absolute well is the constitution absolute I mean, you got to ask yourself that well, question. So, you know, the problem we you're have... You're right. That comes, yeah, go ahead. No, well, the, the, the problem we have is that we allow these people to continue to creep toward... You know, you've heard this in business, mission creep, where you, you have a mission, and the mission of the United States government is to protect the states, to protect our borders, 
to do the things that they're supposed to do to make the state safe and, you know, provide for an army and things like that. Where are we today as compared to where we were when they started this Constitution and this idea of a republic of a number of states that got together and decided they were going to go it together and they were going to try to make it happen, but they couldn't, each state couldn't, couldn't fund their own army. So, you know, these were the things they wanted to do. The states weren't in a good spot to, uh, to do uh, immigration, things like that. That's more of a national issue. But yet, when we look at what the federal government is doing right now, they're not doing anything to protect our military, our borders, any of those things. So the mission creep is now turned into, let's get rid of the Second Amendment. Yep. So well, you can't protect yourself. That you have brought up the essence of what makes us different than the rest of the world. There's no small co- coincidence this democracy has survived longer than any other governance in the world. Let's start there. And it's the reason is, is we're self-deprecating. We criticize ourselves, we challenge ourselves, uh, we punish ourselves, and we reward ourselves, unlike any other nation. Oh, you can avoid all this stress every day and let some um, uh, autocratic um, uh, uh, hierarchy of government control your uh, very way of life. It's called socialism, Marxism, and communism. They'll dictate to you and spoon-feed what you're to do and not do every day. China just said, okay, folks, you can now come out of your rooms and your homes and walk around the street and take your masks off. He said it to billions of people overnight because they were about to have a mass uh, social uprising nationwide over there. Or you can have a government that says the people in need of a mechanism to speak up and talk up and complain. Now, sometimes we get lazy because we're not perfect, and we allow government to kind of, well, why don't you handle that for me, Michael? You're the state representative. You're the congressman. You're the, uh, you're the president. Go ahead and handle that for me. And you make mistakes when you put that control absolutely in their hands because they're not perfect. And by the way, your criticism of them isn't perfect either. That's why we elected a ding-dong that really became the puppet puppet of the select few and the 20 percent elitists right now couldn't be happier so we need to take it back and let our government get back into the control of them by the majority and jordan uh carr taking on the government with her illegal vaccine is the perfect example well, that's the music playing. Uh, Gene, you've talked for 15 minutes straight, so good for you. That's, I can't believe it. That's oh, my record. God. Your, your <laughs> velvet hammer, your velvet hammer has spoken. you got to hey. know when to use the hammer. Hey. you got to know when to use the chainsaw. Goodbye. Thank you. We appreciate you. Gene Valentino from Pensacola, Florida, former Escambia County Commissioner. We'll have the weather when we come back.